Welcome to week three of At the Movies. Uh, so if you've been traveling with us these last few weeks, it's a little heavy in here this morning. I don't know what's going on. I feel a little more weighted down or something. Anyway, if you've been traveling with us these last few weeks, you, you know that our purpose here is to look for God in the places in the world that we go. And certainly, movies are about life. God is always involved in all aspects of life, so we ought to be able to find God at the movies. So that's what we've been looking to do. This week, we're going to go hiking. We're going to take off. We're going to go to in, into the California, into the Pacific Crest Trail. Our movie is called Wild, uh, it's by, and it stars Reese Witherspoon. She was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress for this movie. Um, now, let me be clear. This is not a family movie. Please don't leave and go and, and check out Wild and go, hey, let me show this to my kids. It's rated R, and it's rated R for a reason. Um, she goes into addiction and everything that goes with that, uh, certainly. So, um, but even in this movie, I think we can probably find some things for us to grab hold of biblically. So what this is is the true story of a woman named Cheryl Strayed. She wrote a book called Wild. Cheryl was raised by her mom, who was played by Laura Dern, who was also nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in the movie. Her mom was something of the glue that held the family together, and um, so, so that was really important for Cheryl. And then her mom got cancer, and she passed away. And that sent Cheryl into a deep depression and sent her to a heroin addiction, promiscuity, destroyed her marriage, and just down a, a horrendous path of life, and she was a lost soul. And so she decided that it would be a good idea to leave Minneapolis, Minnesota, where she was from, and travel on out to California to hike over 1,100 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail uh, on her own. Um, that's probably not the smartest thing to do, but when you're a lost soul and you're in pain, you'll do just about anything to try to solve that. Did I mention, though, that she was also not a backpacker? She was not a hiker. This was like one of us deciding, like me, maybe going and, and digging out my old backpack and, and putting it on and deciding, you know what, after church today, I'm going to fly on out to California and go hike for the next three months or so on the Pacific Crest Trail, and I think I'll do that alone. That's kind of crazy, right? Th there's a lot of different themes in this movie. There's the theme of redemption, which we'll come back to. In a, in a while, there's the theme about trying to fill the empty spaces in our life with all kinds of stuff. Because that's not what we do in life. We, we, you know, we, we know that we're missing something, so we'll uh, look to material things. We'll look to uh, alcohol and drugs. And we're just trying to find something to fill that space, and, not, and we don't find it. And that takes me to, to this passage, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. That's the interesting thing about this quest and this search that we're on to fill that hole is that God is the one who will fill that hole in us. The, there's a, a theme about perseverance as well, and that reminds me of Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. So we could spend time 
talking about what it takes to persevere in the Christian journey, and certainly there's lots that you can talk about uh, in, a, in a message that have to have to do with running the race and finishing the race. But what has my attention today is that backpack. Is that massive or what? I mean, it's big. It's as big as she is. You know, there's a <laughs> there's a scene in a in the, in the movie when she first gets out to California and she's in her hotel room and she's trying to pack the, get the backpack so she's, everything she's got is new and it's in packages so she's tearing open packages, putting them in the backpack and then she tries to get the backpack on. You know what happens? <laughs> Takes her right over. It just falls over right backwards. You know, because it's too heavy. Backpackers, and Kit can tell you this, will, they measure in ounces. <laughs> not pounds when you're packing a pack. And uh, just trust me, Cheryl wasn't interested in ounces. She was wanted enough stuff to be able to, to be as comfortable as possible on the journey. So this is how her journey begins until she meets this guy. You need to do a little turning. Okay, so I'm going to pick out the stuff that's useless to you, and you can leave it in the free box unless you can give me a good reason why you need it with you. Okay. Okay. How's this working for you? I stink. I stink all the time, and my armpits are the least of it. <laughs> uh, are you having much fun with these? I've never used them once. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking with the saw. <sighs> you're burning what you read? You want me to burn up? No, you're not going to become a Nazi, I promise you but you are gonna make your pack a lot lighter, okay? So, everything before Kennedy Meadows. Oh wait, not those. These will never be burned. It's your weight. Can you take pictures at me? Never. Have you noticed in life that we carry around a lot of stuff Everywhere we go, we have this tendency to where from the time that we're small, we begin to accumulate stuff, and, and we tend to not let that stuff go. We carry it with us, and the great thing about a backpack is it's on your back, and you never have to really look at it, so it's just kind of getting heavier and heavier and heavier, and, and we're wondering, man, this is getting uncomfortable in life. It's almost like I, I've got too much stuff going on. Because some of that stuff will weigh us down. Some of it is we don't need, but we don't want to let go of it. It's important stuff because whose stuff is it? It's my stuff. I want to keep my stuff. Don't you want to keep your stuff? I want to keep my stuff. I don't want to let it go. So we hang on to it, no matter how much it weighs. So that's what today is going to talk about, is some of that stuff. Max Lucado wrote a book. It's called Traveling Light. And in that book, he makes the case that over the course of our life, we pick up baggage and we hang on to it. And I believe that's true. And that's despite the fact that God wants to free us from this obsession to hang on to all this stuff. Remember this passage. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. That's what God wants to do. God wants us to take, yeah, we got stuff. He knows we have stuff. He knows we accumulate stuff. But he doesn't want us to be the ones who carry that burden all the time. He wants to help us with that. He wants to alleviate that in our life. 
And I've got a few burdens from, from Cheryl Strayed's story that I want to talk about. But Kit packed this for me, so I, I just want to see kind of what we got here. A blanket. That's actually probably useful stuff, right? If I go backpacking, I probably need a blanket. Uh-oh, that was a water bottle. <laughs> and I might need that. It's empty, though, so that's probably not going to help me a lot. But what else is in this thing? So, a sleeping bag. This must be Kit's because that looks like a real one. Real backpacker. Oh, yeah, I need to cook some food, so I'm going to need a, a pot and a pan. Pocket guide to emergency first aid. Apparently she knows that, that I'm the one who's going, so that if I hurt myself, I'll be able to, to fix it. This thing, it's an emergency blanket. See, that's I need help because I don't always know everything that, that's important that I might need. <laughs> a map, that, <laughs> that might help me on my journey. This looks like water filtration. That'll, that'll be useful. Batteries and a, and a light, a rain jacket, man, I'm ready to go. A first aid kit, you really do know, don't you? <laughs> Insect repellent, just in case, you know, the bugs get on me. So all of that stuff would be great, but you know, some of the stuff that I might carry on my own, this is grief and I sometimes carry around regret and shame in my backpack and anger. I carry anger in around at times and angry at God and at and other things in my addiction. Depression. That's one of mine that I can I put in my backpack and carry everywhere that I go that weighs me down. This one, uh, you know, doesn't apply to me. It's pride. But, you know, it, it made its way into that backpack somehow. I don't, I'm not real sure exactly what happened with that. And a towel. But isn't it funny <laughs> that some of the things in the backpack are absolutely essential, right? Going to need them. Going to need a sleeping bag. Going to need those things. But a lot of what weighs us down are things that we hang on to. And in the movie, Cheryl Strayed was hanging on to some things. She was hanging on to grief. Her mom had died, and she didn't know what to do with that. So it pushed her into a, a horrible place in her life. Now, please understand, grief is common in our life. We are going to lose people. We're going to experience grief over loss of jobs and direction. It's natural, and it can feel like a burden, but... Grief is actually a healthy part of life, that when we lose something, we should feel that loss, and we grieve it, and we move. It's always with us, but we move beyond it. Move through it is probably a better way to put it. In the movie, Cheryl never did. The grief was so heavy for her that it weighed her down, and it influenced every decision that she made. She was unwilling to let that grief go, and it impacted her greatly. She had a lot of regret and shame, too. Cheryl was constantly treating her mom poorly, so early in the she was arrogant, she was prideful, and she treated her mom really bad. One scene, 
She's looking at her mom and said, I, I am so much more enlightened than you. Didn't even think about what that said to her mom. I'm so much more enlightened than you. And then her mom died. And then she had to deal with all of those memories and all of those things that she had said and how mean she had been and terrible she had been. She told her mom, why did you marry an alcoholic who was abusive? And her mom had a great response. She said, well, I would do it again because it gave me you and your brother. And then she got onto her about turning a negative into a positive because her mom was constantly doing that. And it weighed her down. And it kept her stu stuck. I want to talk just briefly about shame and guilt. Shame is powerful in our lives. Guilt, by the way, is a good thing. Guilt, we our Christian word for guilt is conviction. They're the same thing. What it is is we get off track and, and, and we feel guilty for it. And it's God's way of saying, come, come on back. You're getting off track here. I need you to come back and, and, and follow the path. And that's a good thing. Guilt is I'm, I made a mistake. Shame is I am a mistake. And shame is not from God. And it weighs us down throughout our life because we're made in the image of God. We are not made as a mistake. But when we're convinced of that, it will take us to places that, that just, it takes us to the depths when we believe that. We believe that the world would be better off without us. We believe that we, what we do doesn't matter because we don't matter. And if we don't matter, then we deserve every bad thing that happens to us. And it takes us into a, into a darkness, into a place that is so heavy. And it weighs us down. Anger at God. Anger, period, but anger at God in Cheryl's case. She wasn't raised in a particularly religious home, but she was angry at God for letting her mom die. She, there was a scene in the movie where she was praying. She wasn't her prayer, but she prayed to God for her mom to be healed. And she left home, went to her brother to the hospital, and her mom had passed away. And it spun her out. It spun her into a, in, into a terrible place. And by the way, I don't think that being mad at God is, it, that is particularly that big of a deal to God. I don't think that when I get upset with, with God or with things not going the way that Mike wants them to go, I don't think God goes, wow, man, you, my, you really surprised me today, Mike. Because I think God... <laughs> God gets it. God knows me, and he knows you. And we don't shock him by the things that we do. And anger is one of the ways that we stay trapped because anger gets us to focus on ourselves instead of on solution and moving forward. Pride for Cheryl. She was thought she was smarter than everybody. She thought she had it together. She took her mom for granted. After her death, it spun her out. She went into addiction. For her, it was heroin addiction. It led her into one bad situation after another bad situation and a bad choice after bad choice, none of which fixed anything, and that just kept this path going. It led her to self-loathing. She had no self-worth. She was putting herself down. She thought she was a mistake. It took her into depression, and, and that's where we find her when she decides to go on this hike. The name of the movie is Wild because Cheryl Strayed went wild at the death of her mom. She lost it. She traveled in the wilderness in pursuit of redemption. 
Anybody ever traveled in the wilderness in pursuit of redemption? It's really common for us. So she literally went to the wilderness. And here's something that came to her. And I think it's, it, it strikes me anyway. What if I forgave myself, I thought. What if I forgave myself even though I'd done something I shouldn't have? What if I was a liar and a cheat and there was no excuse for what I'd done other than because it was what I wanted and needed to do? What if I was sorry, but if I could go back in time, I wouldn't do anything differently than I had done? What if heroin taught me something? What if yes was the right answer instead of no? What if what made me do all those things everyone thought I shouldn't have done was what also got me here? What if I was never redeemed? What if I'm already redeemed? Now, to my knowledge, Cheryl Strayed is a seeker of God, but not a Christian. I've read some of her. her uh, she's got a, a blog and some other things she does. But the depth of her realization is something that I hope that we can grab hold of. As a recovering alcoholic and addict, I can tell you the best thing that ever happened to me is that I am a drug addict and an alcoholic. And that's crazy, I know. But if I weren't, I would not have traveled the path of recovery that brought me here. I don't know where I'd be. So as crazy as it sounds, God takes those things in our life, those things that we're ashamed of, those things that we see as weaknesses, and he turns them around and makes them into strength for him when we're willing to let him do that. I've seen it in my life. I think you probably have seen it in your life. And I hope that we continue to seek that, that we, that we embrace who we are because he wants to take every single thing in our life and he wants to use it. He wants to make something incredible out of it. He wants to turn it into something that we can't even see but it'll be transformative for us and for someone else. Because that's who our God is. And if you find yourself this morning, and you're carrying maybe a little bit extra weight, know that you don't have to walk out of here with that weight. I invite you to come as the band is, is playing the last song called Everlasting God. I invite you to come and let's pray that that weight be lifted so that you don't have to carry it into life. Let's pray for God to take each struggle, each thing that we see as a weakness, and turn it into a strength. Because that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Even in Patrick.